Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. It's your boy Ramiz, and I'm here with Kenny, and we're going to be discussing November 17th's 11-game slate. Uh, we're going to be doing it by positions once again. Uh, but Kenny, talk to me. How are you feeling today? How are you feeling about the slate? Oh, man, come on, man. It's the best holiday in November right now, man. End season tournament Friday, man. Of course I'm loving it. Um, I feel like this is the closest thing we get to play off basketball until April. So, you know, I got to dig in, love the slate. We get a few more teams than usuals, 11 games. Um, and it's a real big bounce back from today to game slate. That's exactly true. I think that's probably going to be the theme for the, these upcoming fighters in general. I think they will be used for NBA's in-season tournament. So you can expect a good amount of games. And I think Tuesday is the other date that they use for the in-season tournament. So, yeah, you expect a whole jam pack of games to be happening uh, these days. Uh, but, hey, let's get straight into it. I mean, starting off with, uh, let me mention, I guess, some injuries before we get into it. A uh, whole lot of questionable statuses for some stars. We got Joel Embiid, questionable. Giannis, questionable. Anthony Davis, Devin Booker, LeBron, Davin Mitchell, all questionable. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon continues to be out. So is Jamal Murray, although I do believe Jamal, Jamal Murray might be uh, coming close to a return. Uh, Jalen Brown, questionable, uh, I believe because of the illness. DeRozan, questionable. Przingis, still questionable. Hayward, Garland, uh, Bradley Beal, Keldon Johnson. Uh, Tyra Zier is out still. Uh, Jalen Duran is out too, once again, uh, with alongside Devin Vassell. RJ Barrett, questionable. OG, questionable, alongside Brandon Miller. Uh, of, of course, Uber is out too because of the car accident that he was a part of, which is uh, hopefully he gets back uh, quick on the court. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. and Walker Kessler continue to be out. Fultz and Scoot Henderson, I think, are the last of the bunch who are out. And uh, I think that's about it in terms of the main players being out and questionable. So a whole lot of stars are questionable for this game. So uh, I guess that's where me and Kenny are going to try to help you out and direct you towards a a good direction. Uh, But as usual, let's start off with the point guards. And Kenny, as my co-host, take the charge. All right. You know, I'm actually going to... Spend a little high at the point, um, and I, I I really never thought I would go that route. Like spending ten two for oh. Lamelo oh. at the point guard position just seems insane. But the way Milwaukee been playing defense <laughs> is also insane. <laughs> um, I really do feel like this is going to be a LaMelo upside, and I really do feel like this is going to be a chance to get him at lower than 15% ownership. So I'm, I'm just going to start off with the big bang. And um, LaMelo Ball really felt like this is going to be a potential triple-double spot for him as well. And I can see myself getting 60 to 70 drafting points out of him on this slate. What about a mid-tier or low-tier pick? When it comes to mid-tier, I'm actually going to do a little bit of a spend-up on the mid-tier section and actually going to go into the sits range and actually going to pick up Russell Westbrook against the Rockets for sits five. I know... Hey, man, that's what you got to do in GPPs, man. Uh This isn't isn't for the cash game players. (laughs) Uh, For sits five and Russell Westbrook, I really do feel like ownership, you're really going to beat out a lot of people, plus save a little Mm -hmm. bit of money. His role been kind of strange, but I do feel like Ty Lue's getting to the point where he knows he's going to play Russell for about 25 minutes. 
And I feel like these 25 minutes is going to be without James Harden and Kawhi on the floor. So you're going to see a lot of lineups with Westbrook, George, and Powell moving forward. So that's why I like this pick at um, 6-5 for a mid-tier. Then for low-tier, I'm going to go real, real low-tier. And um, same game. Okay. Different team. Also somebody who's been getting a weird amount of minutes ever since he came back, and that's going to be Ja'Shawn Tate for 3-9. <laughs> Look, any players who have still potential playing against the Clippers right now, especially when Paul George or Westbrook is on the floor, you're going to be able to generate a whole lot of steals off of them. So for 3-9, I feel like if I'm trying to play ownership to get somebody who's going to be 5% owned, who has an upside of 20 to 30 DK points, I'm going to go with Jasante for 3-9. Interesting, interesting. I, I really like the pickups. I decided to go with... Uh... I decided to go for a. Uh, I got two spend up options. One is, I guess, contingent on a player being injured, which is Damian Lillard uh, at nine eight. Uh, I think he'll be a great pickup because I mean, you're thinking about Milwaukee's defense. I'm thinking about Charlotte's defense. Uh, I think if Lillard is playing once again by himself without Giannis, I think he's a great idea to go for once again, especially because he might be finally finding a, a rhythm, which is something you would want to see. Uh, on, on the case he doesn't play. I think you want to, of course, when you find out the news that Giannis is going to play or he doesn't play, then that's where you go for Dame. But if he, Giannis is playing, I like the secondary option being a Trey Young. Uh, I think Trey Young, I mean, is a great player. And I think he, he's been able to show that even in the nights where he's been inefficient, he can still get you around 40 plus DK fantasy points. I mean, I'm looking at his recent performance against New York, where he was 4 for 12, 0 for 4 from 3. Uh, I mean, he was even hitting like 78% from the free throw line, which is horrible in terms of his standards, but still was able to get 45, I mean, 46 DK fantasy points with 17 assists. So, I mean, if he can put up a similar stat line against Philadelphia, because I think uh, he definitely has that type of, I guess, urge to always play good against Philadelphia, but the low-key kind of rivalry because he did eliminate them previously in the series. Uh, but in general, I mean, Trey Young... I think just loves these types of matchups and games like these. Atlanta has sh- shown to be competitive, and so in a game like this where Atlanta is also at home, I think Trey Young may be able to take advantage of certain matchups in this game, uh, especially in the pick and roll. And on uh, the mid tier side, I-, I like Keontae George. Uh, he is, uh, of course, he hasn't been exactly much of a scorer and such, but he has been improving his game. As that's like, that's what you like to see. Uh, continues to play around 30 minutes. Uh, has been horribly inefficient, but has still been able to get around nine assists, eleven assists in this, seven assists in the last game, and he's finally hit like 15 points, I think, over double digits for the first time against Portland. And of course, Phoenix is no easy matchup, but I think because he's a young guy, I think whether it's a blowout, whether it's a close game, I think you will see a lot of uh, increased play time from his side. And at 5400, I really like that price on the upside, and on the even cheaper side of things. I decided to go for Malachi Flynn. Uh, he's a guy who I've seen consistently been able to get around 20 DK points at this price range. And even in the last game where he struggled to shoot against Milwaukee, uh, which was a depressing game to watch if you're a Raptors fan, uh, I think against Boston, it might be a similar matchup where we might get outplayed. Uh, however, I do think Malachi Flynn is finally earning rhythm, uh, getting consistent game time, which is great to see. And Hopefully continues to stay in rhythm and just get around a few buckets, a couple of assists, a couple of rebounds, and just get around that 20-plus DK points. 
Uh, I guess I'll, I'm going to start off on shooting guards. And starting off shooting guards, I'm looking at the, the two Celtics backcourt players. Both of them have dual eligibility, I believe, to play point guard or shooting guard, which is great if you want to go for one of these guys. Uh, but I'm also contingent based on the fact that is there going to be Jalen Brown? Is there going to be Chris Asperzingis? I mean, if there's no Jalen Brown or KP, I think, I mean, both of these guys, you should be placing them in multiple different slates. Uh, obviously, with no Brown, I still think these guys are re- really good options to play. I mean, they both had exceptional games against uh, Philadelphia. And going against Toronto, I wouldn't be surprised if they got a lot of steals from these big boys that we have on this Toronto squad. Toronto squad. And I think it would be another great chance for getting two times or three times your DK price, I mean, your uh, DK value. And then lastly, on the budget side of things, another Utah Jazz player in Colin Sexton. Uh, this is basically a guy who had a really great game last game, and I'm hoping he can use that momentum to keep it forward and uh, repeat the same thing against uh, the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Utah Jazz are always a tough team to kind of gauge because they have, you know, Taylor Horn Tucker, Jordan Clarkson. Can't really tell how this game might be played out. Uh, but Colin Sexton had a great game, and I think as a scorer at 4,100, if you want to win some money, like you said, right, you got to take risk. And I think Colin Sexton at 4,100 is a really safe risk to go for. All right, uh, those are some pretty solid picks, man. But I feel like you, you don't think Darko's going to make any type of adjustments in the Raptors' first ever in-season tournament game. So I'm kind of surprised <laughs> that you're picking the backcourt of Boston. Um, but for my spend up for the two guard position, um, I'm I'm actually gonna go with a player that I have yet to um, roster in DFS. Ooh. And yeah, yeah, I, I have yet to roster him, and that's gonna be um, your boy Zach Levine. Ooh. Going up against Orlando, I feel like for seven nine. And a matchup that I feel like people will be staying away from him because it's like you got a 11 game slate. You really want to take somebody in Chicago versus Orlando? Well, <laughs> shot wasn't really falling, trade rumors going on. But at the end of the day, Zach Levine is still one of the better scorers in the league. And it wasn't too long ago where he had a 29 point first quarter against um, Detroit. So I'm going to take a risk, spend 7-9 for my spend-up at two guard and actually get Zach Levine up against a mm, suggestibly <laughs> bad uh, Orlando defense. Uh, with my Damn. mid-range option, I'm actually going to, yeah, I guess you can say, run less of a risk. And uh, I'm going to attack my Clippers again. Um, and I'm going to actually pick up Jalen Green for six sits. Um, I really do feel like over the past uh, week, it's been a little bit more of the Fred Van Fleet show. But I do feel like, you know, you're still getting good 15 shots out of him. I doubt he's going to go one for 15 again. And I really do feel like this is going to be a nice little bounce back spot for him, especially in a game that's going to be a little bit of a higher scoring game on the slate. Um and for my cheapy, uh, it's not the cheapest play on the slate. Um, I do like the college sets in pick. Um, but I'm actually going to go with Toronto. Um, and if he plays, I know he's questionable right now. I'm actually going to choose um, Gary Trent Jr. 
I really do feel like for four seven, it's going to be low ownership, and he has not really been the greatest player on the slate, um, especially when uh, Toronto was playing. But he's somebody who could give you actually 16 actual shots in the game, and if he ain't able to connect on five or six three-pointers, he will have the hot hand, and I do feel like an in-season tournament game, you need to always have a little bit of risk, and you need somebody with a hot hand so they can actually get their first win. And man, if you mention a Toronto player, I'm rooting for you, bro. I really hope he can have a great game, too, because this Toronto team, without Trent and OG, their shooting has been abysmal and horrible to watch. Uh, but on the other hand, I just want to mention to you guys about the DFS pass that you can get for $5 per month. I mean, it's an incredible pass. All you got to do is go to sportsethos.com. And with this pass, you get DFS delivery. You get the pickums daily on Thrive Fantasy. And you get Discord access uh, with the pros. I mean, this is an incredible package. I think great value package in terms of winning great money. And I would suggest you guys to all get it out because you guess what? You get picks that are even better than me and Kenny's. I know it's just tough to hear, uh, but it's quite possible with this DFS pass. Uh, but on to small forwards. I'm going to take the lead on this one because I, I like my picks in this category. I, they're not. I didn't go for too high spend on these ones. Uh, but starting off, I went with Tobias Harris, Philadelphia against Atlanta. Uh, Tobias Harris has quietly been able to get around 35 DK fantasy points almost each game. Uh, did not quite reach that mark against Boston, but Atlanta might be a much more easier matchup for him in terms of going against players. Uh, but, I mean, he's been a guy who I'm looking at his stats, and I'm like, he's been getting like 16 shots some games, 17 one game, 20 another game. I mean, and he hasn't been that inefficient. I mean, there's been countless games where he's shot over 60%. So I'm hoping he can kind of have a repeat game of one of those. I don't think uh, DeAndre Hunter or Jalen Johnson are quite the, the defensive stoppers. And I think their eyes might be on someone else in terms of a Tyrese Maxey, perhaps. Uh, but I think Tobias Harris, again, might just be able to do have a similar game to what he's been usually having. And if that can get you around 35 plus DK fantasy points at 6-3, I think that's a pretty solid price. And then... Uh, I'm going for a price that a player that I think will have a lot of ownership. Uh, a bit of a controversial player, of course, with his Miles Bridges uh, for the Charlotte Hornets. He is coming back after his suspension, and I believe the head coach did say that he will have a huge role in terms of the offense. I wonder if he's going to be on a minutes restriction or he's just going to come straight out and playing. Uh, but at 5300 I think he is a solid price. Uh, worth the risk for sure. Uh, of course, unless you have some feelings towards him, it makes sense. Uh, but in terms of making money, I think you do have a great chance of making money if you go for Miles Bridges. But it is a question mark to see how much minutes he does get to play. And on the cheaper side of things, uh, I'm going for Anthony Black uh, for the Orlando Magic. So uh, I'm hoping he can shut down Zach Levine and therefore play a lot of minutes that game. Uh, but at 3,600, I think he's a pretty solid pick. He's been getting a lot more minutes, which is great to see. Uh, I think even closed out the game against Chicago, if I'm not mistaken, which is another amazing thing. He's been struggling in terms of shooting. Uh, of course, he's not a shooter, but, I mean, the guy can just come on. I mean, he's only 3,600, so if he can continue to play this amount of minutes, uh, just have a solid game and sort of getting a few assists, a few rebounds, maybe get a couple of a steal or block here and there. Uh, at 3,600, it's not going to hurt you to really invest into it. Yeah, definitely some solid picks. I like that. Um... For my spend up, I'm actually gonna go as safe as possible. Pick um, Tatum at 10-3. Um, really, not much to really say about him. Highest usage rating on the team. Been shooting above 50% uh, throughout the last what three games against Toronto. 
Um, um, like you can't really get much safer on this slate than picking up Tatum. Um, should have a floor of about 48, 52 DraftKings points. Upside is always going to be there up into the 70s. Um, for my mid-tier pick, um, again, I'm actually going kind of chalky on this. It's going to go with Karis LeVert against Detroit. Um, oh, interesting. I don't know if he just loves the month of November. Maybe he was born in November, but his <laughs> play just exceeding what you would think of him as a sitzman now on this Cleveland team. Um, I want to say in the past five games, he's probably averaging about 22 points. Somehow, some way, he learned how to rebound. He's still generating you a couple of assists. You know, I'm starting to believe that, you know, when he got drafted, they said he was going to be the Nets' Rudy Gay. He's, he's almost <laughs> living it up to that if you're just going off of this November. Then for my cheapy play, um, I don't like rostering him, but I needed somebody cheap, especially if I'm trying to get two of these stars in my lineup. And um, I'm going to go with somebody who's been giving you close to 30 minutes in the month of November. And started to shoot a couple three-pointers. I, chances are they won't go in, but that's um, Matisse Thiable for 3-9, who's been giving you about 30 no. minutes in Portland in the month of November. <laughs> um, they're playing the Lakers, so anything could happen in the game against the Lakers. Not really the best defensive team. And turnovers will happen when the Lakers are on the floor. Um, if you could get 30 minutes out of Thiable, you could probably get yourself about 20 DraftKings points for 3-9 and hopefully... Um, save you some money on these stars that you want to get in this 11 game slate uh i mean i kind of like the thigh bowl pick it is a bit underrated but if he can hit his three-point shot i do think the lakers give up the third most threes in the league uh so loki that might be a really great pick uh i'm a bit intrigued about your rudy gay comment because as far as i remember rudy gay is a 2k legend in terms of when he was on the memphis grizzlies uh <laughs> let's move on to power forwards Power forwards, another forwards where I didn't really spend too high. Uh, I kind of did have some couple, a few picks that I really do like in this game, which is uh, starting off with Aaron Gordon. Uh, Aaron Gordon, I mean, guy who has happened to take on a much more bigger load when Jamal Murray's been out, uh, has been efficient and has been able to rebound the ball, get up few blocks, uh, and have a lot more assists. And he's been playing around like 36 to 37 minutes. I mean because they don't really have a deep bench anymore. Uh, Aaron Gordon is required to do a lot more, and especially against this New Orleans Pelicans team, where most likely he will be the main guy guarding a Zion, guarding a Brandon Ingram. He will be required to play around those same amount of minutes. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised for him to have another 40-plus DK point night, uh, especially because Jamal Murray still decides not to play. Uh, and then on the cheaper side of things, uh, I got a couple of... Uh, Portland Trailblazers players. I got Jabari Walker at 3,700 and Chris Murray at 3,300. I was looking at two of these players who I believe were getting around the 20 plus 20 areas in terms of getting minutes. And these guys are young guys. It seems the Portland Trailblazers have started their tank much earlier on. And looking at the stats, Jabari uh, Jabari Walker, uh, a guy who can get two blocks, a steal, great defensive player, and Chris Murray was a different type of play type. Uh, a guy who can shoot the three. So I'm wondering if these guys can keep that same amount of minutes and have some type of production. Uh, these guys are only 3,700. Chris Murray is 3,300. So if you want to go for someone like Tatum, go for someone like uh, Lamelo Ball. I think these are some great guys to slip in and hopefully get around 20 plus DK points. Is that if that's what you're hoping for? Uh, man, definitely some solid picks. But um, 
I, I'm kind of surprised you didn't mention him, especially in this matchup, because that's definitely the spin up to go for power forward if you get this questionable tag off of him. That's uh, I'm the Koopo against the Bobcats or the Hornets, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> All I know is the defense that that team is playing is non-existent, and if Ante the Koopo do suit up and play against them, um, not only will he get to the line about 10 times, should get you about 10 plus rebounds easy double double will he go over 55 draft king points is a real question so i do feel like he probably got the second safe floor on the slate if he suits up and um definitely going to be looking to stand up against this um dreaded charlotte defense um for my mid-tier i'm not sure if i'm gonna pull the trigger on him just yet but I'm just going to throw the name out, and it's going to be the same matchup, and I'm going to have a lot more interest if Anta DeCoupo is out, and that's P.J. Washington. Um, I, I hate to say it, but some nights he seemed to be Charlotte's best three-point shooter. Um, I really wish he could learn how to rebound again. I really do feel like his rebound rate has gone down since um, – Last season, it could be due to the emergence of uh, Mark Williams, but a player who could get you 30 actual points on the floor and a couple three-point bonuses. So, like, for 7-2, you can't do too wrong with somebody who gets you 35 draft king points with a upside of about 45. Uh, for my cheapie, this was actually kind of harder than I thought. Um mm-hmm. I wanted to play somebody in the Phoenix matchup, but I really don't know what son to pick, so I'm going to flip a coin on it and actually going to go with Bates Diop in this matchup for 4-2. He's been in and out of the role in his rotation because Phoenix power forward, small forward, whatever wing they bring in is always <laughs> frustrating. Um, his floor is probably going to be zero points. But if he do get the minutes in this matchup and he's able to find a shot, I, I do feel like that's could be a sneaky 30 draft king points for somebody that's 4-2 because he does have block and steal potential. He rebounds at time, but again, he's a flaky shooter. And especially with these big three, if you're not able to hit your corner threes, you probably won't see the floor too much. Interesting picks. Interesting. I like how you picked it as any random Suns forward because it is a complete intriguing way how the Suns pick their forwards. But uh, it is a good pick because they are going against a tall Utah Jazz team as usual, which will probably run an Olenek marking in the John Collins lineup like they always do. Uh, but before we get into the centers, let me talk to you guys about the NBA Fantasy Pass that you can get for $6 per month. You get daily streams, you get recaps of the top lines of the night every day. And also, you get Discord access to the pros. Uh, same thing, as I mentioned, with the DFS pass. You want to win big money. The NBA Fancy Pass is it. Uh, you can either up, you can also upgrade to the All Sport, which is $8 and includes not only the NBA, but NFL and MLB. I mean, these are great ways to win money. You're only spending two more dollars than the NBA Fantasy Pass, which includes NFL and MLB coverage. Great way to win a lot of money. All right. Now, as usual, Kenny, I want you to lead us off with the last position, and that is centers. Centers, all right. For the spend-up, I'm actually not going to go too high of a spend-up. Um, I'm going to go back to 
the Chicago team that I talked about earlier and actually pick up Vucevic going up against Orlando. Um, I do like doing a little revenge, plus he's actually been playing well. Um, Low-key, been giving you a double-double in three of the past five games, been giving you about 50 DraftKings points in two of the last five games. And against a defense like Orlando, who should be playing without Wendell Carter, I really do like him in this matchup for 8-4. Going down a little bit, I'm actually going to go back to this Charlotte my Milwaukee matchup I've been talking about <laughs> quite a bit. If Ansu Cooper is out, I will have some interest in Mark Williams. If even if I play PJ Washington in the lineup, um, might actually run with three uh, Charlotte players if um, Cooper's out. Uh, Mark Williams, he's been playing up and down. Um, again, his floor is probably going to be about 15 points, but if he stays out of foul trouble and actually rebounds and catch lives. He, he does have an upside of about 40 points. I, I doubt you're ever going to see, um, uh, what was it, 30 rebounds against Washington? I, I forgot how many it was. Huge it was amount. ridiculous. It, it was ridiculous. I doubt you would <laughs> see that in this game, but he, he still has about a 30, 40 point upside um, at 6 2 at the center position. Then for your cheapy, again, floor isn't there, but he does generate blocks and steals. For 3-7, going back to this Orlando-Chicago matchup, I'm actually going to have some interest in um, Jonathan Isaac. You never know how many minutes he will get, <laughs> but the dude average a block or still every three minutes. It's kind of ridiculous. He can't shoot three-pointers, but for some odd reason, he's shooting them just to stay on the floor. But if you could get 20 minutes out of him, you should be able to get 20 fantasy points out of him because he does have like about a fantasy point per minute at 3-7. So, if you want to get these stars in, that's one route you can go at your center position to get another star in. Interesting picks. I'm going to answer one of the questions you asked me before. You said why I didn't go for Giannis, and that's because I'm putting all my marbles into DeMontis Sabonis at 10,000 to go off against San Antonio Spurs. I was wondering if perhaps anybody could really put on the effort, but I mean, I was thinking about the fact that Sabonis really just put on a performance against Anthony Davis a guy who gave trouble to almost every center. Uh, but, I mean, the guy had an amazing stat line, was able to get around 70 DK fantasy points. And against the San Antonio Spurs, I think he would probably do a similar stat line or get, come down to his norm, which has been around 50 DK fantasy points, which is still pretty solid. Uh, I think as long as he gets uh, Darren Fox is playing as well, a point guard to find him. Uh, Zach Collins and Victor Ramiana, I don't think are those solid defenders to really stay in front of Domantas Zavonis. And if that even happens to be the case, I mean, he, DeMontis Zavonis has shown his ability to, well, play make out of the post. And I think he'll be able to do that against the San Antonio Spurs as well. And then my Smitter pick is Al Horford at 5,500. Uh, this is an interesting pick. Uh, you're going to get through my Raptors. And, of course, I would hate for Al Horford to have a great night. But Brooke Lopez had seven blocks against us in that Milwaukee matchup. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's no Persingas. Al Horford has some similar type of stat line because, well, as you know, Pascal Siakam, Scotty Barnes, Jakob Pro, these guys all operate inside the paint. And especially without potentially no Trent, no uh, Ananobi, that's a lot of loss of shooting, which may allow Al Horford to just do what he does. And of course, getting this, being able to space the floor uh, is another asset for Al Horford at 5,500, where he had a great night against uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. I wouldn't be surprised to have him. Uh, repeat another same similar stat line as he did and then my cheap option 
Well, it's a bit. Uh, I, I would like Marvin Bagley the third at 5100. However, he is questionable. And in the case he doesn't decide not to play, with no Marvin Bagley the third, no Jalen Duran, I think this is the perfect time to pick a, a James Wiseman at 3300. Uh, of course, he has been pretty, pretty non-existent, I believe, this season. Uh, but in a season, a game where they're going against the Cavs, where you might need to have a big man on the floor going against Evan Mobley against uh, Jared Allen. I think a big man presence will be quite important in that type of matchup. And in the case Marvin Bagley III decides not to play, James Wiseman will for sure get that opportunity to show his, uh, I guess his work, you know, show that he's actually a solid NBA player. And what better time to do it against the Cavs. All right, I think that wraps up a great podcast. I hope we win you guys some great money. I mean, I think we hit some spot on uh, options. Of course, Kenny loves the Charlotte and Hornets, and I believe the Chicago Bulls. Uh, so as hopefully there's no bias, but he didn't mention the Clippers. Of course, uh, me and him are talking about our depressions towards the Clippers and Raptors, of course. Uh, but uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, if you guys want to hit me up on Twitter, you can hit me up at two nice. That'll be spelled T O zero underscore nice underscore. And Kenny, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me at Orange DFS. Talk about all levels of basketball from EuroLeague to NBL. NBA, women's college, men's college. I'm always down to talk ball. Beautiful. You hit us up if you want to make some good money. And I hope you guys enjoy. And let's hopefully you guys win this big bucks. Goodbye. <laughs>